for 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Nine o'clock hour is our on the house hour. We spend an hour talking about something specifically on your home, castle, or cabin. And part of our homes is the property we're on. Landscaping occasionally comes in as part of our on the house topic. And we've got uh, CYC Landscaping in studio with us talking about landscape, backyard makeovers, and how on a day like today do we get stuck inside talking about how to enjoy outside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we should be golfing. Look, Little irony there. <laughs> I, I I I have to tell you, I really love my back patio. It's a big back patio, misting systems, fans, roll down shades. But I have to tell you, I haven't been out there very much the last two months. <laughs> it's been cold. It has been a little chilly. I, I need to I need to incorporate some kind of heat out there. But you can basically turn any outdoor area into a, a room expansion of your home. Absolutely. You know, we've done that for a lot of customers and everybody's looking to increase living space and usable space in their backyard, whether it's in the summer with misting systems or just a patio or fire pits or fireplaces to help when it's cooler. But yeah, everybody's trying to expand their usable living space in their yard. Jennifer, let me buy a bigger big screen TV for the back patio. You know, there's some advantages to being all bandaged up and sewed and stitched and everything. You can, you get the sympathy card. You know, oh, honey, honey, don't you think the TV on the back patio should be bigger? Don't you think we need a new puppy? <laughs> and and I've got this TV. I hung it. I mounted it. I haven't been out there to watch it once. <laughs> well, I can, you can, I can take it off your hands for you yeah. if you want. <laughs> it just needs to be a few degrees warmer. Oh, man. But what what we've seen... The backyards of all. I, I was at a home just yesterday, built in the 60s. One of the best built homes I've ever seen. Right about 11th Avenue and Glendale. Just just built. You, you, I mean, it just rock solid, you know. And, the, and every room was 10 by 12. Here's the kitchen. Here's the dining room. Here's the living room. Here's the bedrooms. Here's the bathrooms. And the backyard was a blank yard. With a little kidney-shaped swimming pool, and boom, you're done. And we are going to completely, we've gutted the inside of the room, the house. It's opening it up to all the spaces. And a, a big part of step two is then we want to bring that backyard ju- just right into the house. With uh, the mid-century modern uh, styles that have become so popular the last couple of years, there's a lot of options outside as well now. We should introduce Mark. Hi. <laughs> We've got brothers Mark and Chris here from CW, CYC Landscaping, Rosie Certified Landscaping Design and Installation Experts. And I appreciate you guys coming in. Mark, yeah. go, you started talking. I thought people don't even know who's talking here. <laughs> so this is Mark. Hello. Um, One of the designers for, yes. the, for the firm. And... With the the big push towards modern and mid-century modern the last few years, our suppliers have really stepped up their game. There's a lot more available that will go with a house built in the 60s now than just a few years ago. Um, From the 
Belgard's new line of pavers to um, stacked veneers that that mimic the um, uh, slump block yeah. to accordion uh, steel. I mean, there's a lot that we can do. The amount of options that have come into the backyard is starting to catch up with a modern day paint fan book. <laughs> right. Too many choices. <laughs> yeah, it it almost makes our job more difficult because people get confused when you give them ten thousand different choices. But it's nice to have them so that it gives us a, a wider variety. So every yard doesn't look the same when we're done. It, you can really customize it to people's desires, and in many cases, you can, we can make it look almost the same as what they've done inside. You know, with the plank uh, tiles that people are using now, there's plank pavers that that keep that same look outdoors that they had indoors and making that transition from the patio to the outdoor with that paver with that finished surface it really does just make the home an extension the yard an extension instead of a separate space absolutely and with electronics and misters like we were talking about before it, it really becomes another room and for six months of the year in arizona you can actually be outside and use it Whereas, uh, you know, back east, you're worried about snow and everything else. But out here, you know, it really becomes usable space. So you can take a 1,500 or 2,000 square foot house and make it feel like a three or 4,000 square foot house by having a usable outdoor outdoor patio and living and, space. And I know you guys see it. I, I see it as a home remodeler. Usually when it gets to the outside stuff, we bring in guys like y'all. But uh, it used to be okay to have a Weber grill, uh, a picnic table, a ceiling fan, and a little tube TV on, up on the counter. That used to be, hey, this is, man, well, I'm, I'm in tall cotton. I'm living big. <laughs> I think we had that. <laughs> yeah. But we're seeing people spend as much on outdoor appliances as they're spending for their indoor kitchen appliances. It's true. It is true. Um, even you're talking about your, your patio that's cold right now. We're starting to see people put in infrared heaters built into their patios. It, it is, you know, I'm just excited to see what's next. It is amazing what's going on out there. It is. It really is. And and once you start living like that, it's hard to ever go back. It was like the home I was in yesterday. Uh, the the wife, uh, the homeowner, was saying, I I can't believe how this feels with all these walls gone. I mean, their kitchen's going, we're not even adding room to the footprint. We're taking the kitchen from about a 10 by 8 to about a 15 by 12. And, I mean, it's going to be nice. you know, a whole breakfast area and kitchen area. And just the way it feels. And, and she was kind of saying, why would they have ever done this? I said, well, you'd be amazed at all the things we did back in the 50s and 60s. <laughs> Every room, a big room was 12 by 12, you know? Well, yeah, and it's becoming really popular. You're talking about removing walls, but outdoors, it's becoming very popular to remove columns on your back patios. So instead of having four columns across your back patio, put in a glue lamb across and removing a couple columns and really opens it up and creates one large space as opposed to several smaller spaces and gives you a lot more flexibility with tables, chairs, um you know, TVs, things like that, lines of sight, so you can keep your TVs protected under patios, but you get a nice big open space. I was perusing your website yesterday and looking at all the examples, and I'm not very observant. I couldn't figure out why I liked them so much, but that's why. Because that the way you have designed those patio covers 
just makes it feel even bigger, even more open, and it just flows so naturally from inside to outside. Absolutely. And the patio covers are extremely popular now, uh, whether it's a filtered shade or a solid shade structure. It allows you to be outside. I, I put one in my yard about a year ago, and we probably are out in our backyard three times as much as we were before because there's such a larger covered area that is out of the intense heat, especially in the summer. So you can be out there in June and July, even though it's 115 degrees out. Absolutely. Cool it down but through various different appliances anymore. They got the misting systems. You got the low flow evap cooler units that you can put out there. Lots of things. You know, I know somebody that installed evap coolers and ran the ductwork underneath the slab all the way around the swimming pool in the back patio. He turns three big evap coolers on and cools his whole backyard down 10 or 15 degrees. The whole backyard. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, you don't want to walk around in a kilt, but... <laughs> Luckily, I don't own a kilt. You don't own a kilt. And nobody wants to see me in one if I did. Let's let's take just a minute. Mark, when they when a client first calls you, uh, y'all are doing primarily retrofit landscape schemes. Am I correct? Correct. We, a, we, as opposed to new home. Yeah, I mean, we, we do some new home, but most of... We, we really carved our niche in renovating existing yards. And what are some of the questions you need answers to to even know where to start to help the family accomplish what they're trying to accomplish well the the first the first big question is just how do you want to use your yard um do they know i i bet you can spend five minutes and give them 50 ideas yeah and and a lot of people are like i want shade well Excellent. There's lots of ways to do that. Everything from <laughs> trees to ramadas to, you know, on and on and on. Um, but it, it starts with just having a really good conversation with the homeowner, trying to find out what they're trying to achieve. Do they have kids? Do they have pets? Do they entertain? And if they entertain, how many people do they have? Do they want to cook while they're entertaining? They're, you know, are they here all year long? Are they looking to you know, do they want a pool or a, or a hot tub? There's, there, it, the key is just having a good conversation with them. Let them know what's available and, and going from there. Yeah. My, my backyard was basically designed by seven and eight year olds. Where do you want the sand volleyball cart? Where do you want the football court? Where do you want the swimming pool? Where do you want the bird aviary? You know, where do you want the dog kennels? And now that they're all gone, I may need a more mature eye <laughs> to, to come and look at our backyard to see what we could do. <laughs> yeah. Glad to help. Well, and the thing we run into a lot is people think they know what they want, but they never think in terms of what the goal is. They say, they call us out and say, I want I want pavers, I want a ramada, I want this, I want a barbecue. But they never say what their goal is. And, and often – times what they want and what or what they're saying and what their goal is don't align and that's our job is to to help those two things align and get them what they want in the most efficient cost-effective manner our biggest challenge in meeting remodeling clients is just like Romy was saying explaining to them all the options that there are i mean just shopping appliances we used to could put a nice kitchen together with fifteen thousand dollars worth of appliances they're spending, they're, we've got people spending $20,000 on a refrigerator. You know, 
we we also have a lot of clients that aren't but i mean it's gotten crazy what the supply side of economics has done keep developing things people will want if you can just educate them as to the fact that they're available and if you're looking for options and what you're driving around today as you cruise the state of Arizona taking care of things, or maybe you're just at home and you're not going to move again until uh, your work day Monday morning. What, whatever it is you choose to ride, you can find the right ride at Sanderson Ford, the only dealership we shop. Ford's got an incredible line of vehicles. Uh, they've got, the, of course, the F-150. Uh, can you ever have how many F-150s have you owned in your life? I could. I, I would have to. <laughs> we need dozens, more time than this dozens. to count. But talk about supply-side economics. You know, my first F-100 was a three-in-the-tree, straight six. You know, now this Raptor has got uh, uh, in-your-lane warnings, backup warnings, cameras. I mean, it's things you never dreamed we'd ever put on a car before. I, I, I love my Fords. And, folks, if you're shopping, consider Ford. And, and if you're considering Ford, you just don't have to consider any other place. But Sanderson. That's good, easy listing backyard music. It could be out in your chaise lounge out there, just kind of soaking up the rays. That's something that's becoming more popular too, is audio systems outside oh, and music. Oh, man, how far they've come. We're here this morning at Rosie on the House talking about enhancing your landscape with Rosie Certified CYC Landscaping. Brothers Chris and Mark, appreciate y'all coming down. Uh, Jennifer was taking some queries during the break and some text, and you had a line of questioning uh, you wanted to hit the guys with. Yeah, I was just thinking, and as you were talking about our yard being designed by children, you know, it's, and I look at these beautiful pictures on y'all's CYC website, and the transition in my mind is overwhelming. So, and then you're talking about, you know, how you talk through with people and they don't even know where to start. Are there things that someone could think about before you even came that would kind of help them to narrow things down, um, it, you know, and places you would send them to look for ideas? Yeah, it's always good idea to see Pinterest and things like that. Um, the challenge is a lot of those websites have stuff that most people can't afford. You know, <laughs> they've got these huge <laughs> elaborate, you know, landscapes and things like that. Um, but having ideas where it's bits and pieces uh, of, of things, and then it's our job to kind of mold everything together. So say, I like this barbecue, or I like this uh, fireplace, or I like this fire pit. And then we kind of take all those ideas and mold them into one continuous uh, uh, product to get, them, to get them what they really, really want to achieve. Uh, I find it always good if they've been to friends' houses and seen what other people have done in their backyard. And sometimes things people have done wrong is just as important as things people have done right. You know, saying, oh, I don't want this because it doesn't work or things things like that so that we can make it uh, as usable as possible for them. Because, you know, having a, a, a free-flowing usable space is the most important thing. And Arizona is so unique. You could, like you, like you said, look at Pinterest. Maybe it's too much or maybe it's not available here or not practical here. So it's, I would imagine having a designer would really save you a lot of heartache in the in the long run. You don't want, you certainly don't want to redo it, right? Yeah, and I get quite a number of, of homeowners that'll give me a a file full of Pinterest photos and things off a of house that you know just inspiration photos. And 
never hurts. It's a starting point for and, sure. And I mean, I've had people show me 15 pictures of free form yards and tell me they want modern. I'm like, do you really? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Chris was talking about things done wrong. In designing a backyard landscape, the one thing that people did a lot wrong for a long time is they thought they wanted their outdoor kitchen a long ways away from the back patio, so a separate cooking area. And I, several times I had clients say, well, this is where we want the kitchen pergola. I said, you'll never use it. I said, well, I'll, I'll test the theory. I'll bring you a Weber grill, and we'll set it out here where you want the kitchen with some good, comfortable chairs and a, uh, uh, a radio, and you tell me how many times you come out here and use it. I said, that kitchen needs to be tucked in right in along the backyard where it becomes an overflow of your indoor kitchen. You'll use it 10 times more often. Yeah, I tell people when I meet with them, when they ask that, I say, that makes sense when you're entertaining and you're going to have 10, 15, 20 people over to the house. But how often are you doing that? You know, four or five times a year. The other 325 days of the year, you just want to throw something on the grill, go inside and watch the game or whatever. So it makes a lot more sense to be convenient and close to the house for the, do things for the 350 days a year, not for the 15 days a year. That's, that's the one mistake I saw people making for a long, long time. And now they're all getting tucked in tight. And I've, I've talked several clients into it, and none of them ever came back and complained that, Rosie, you were wrong. We should have put it all the way back there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I learned a new word from you guys. <laughs> Biophilic? Uh, yeah, basically landscaping that um, respects nature. Uh, there is a move to more biolithic design elements. Yes, uh, more wood, more water features, more fire features. And the nice thing about the wood is it's not real wood. I mean, it's, it's mold, it's concrete products that are stamped and molded to look like wood. So we're not putting something that's just going to dry rot, deteriorate, and be termite food in a couple of years. A amen. I, I actually brought in some samples to show, show Romy and Rosie this morning of um, a, a company uh, that has has built a uh, wood veneer that if you weren't tapping on it, you would swear was real wood. I'll grab some pictures of those in the, at the break and put them up on Facebook. I'd like to see those too. Sure. sure. And these are not like, a, they're vertical surface they're ver Yeah, it's a, yes, it's a veneer. So you picture an old T-111 ranch-style home. You could add this veneer, still keep that look, and have a more durable exterior than your T-111. Yeah, we, we don't want to add maintenance for people. Yeah, nobody what? nobody wants to go out and restain all their wood every year because uh, the, the intensity of the you heat. You don't? Well, I mean... <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> hey, if, if you don't have a job, then you, you, well, you need something to pass the time maybe. But And a lot of homeowners will think they do until about the second year they've got to do it. And they think, well, that concrete wood would have been a lot better idea. And, what and kind boy, of it looks so good. Outsolation does that provide? You know, you got to be increasing your R value somewhat with that, especially with an airspace between... That's a great question. I've never uh, never looked into it. But yeah, anytime you add, add something to the outside of a of a building, you're going to increase the R value for sure. Dreaming big. 
backyard renovation, bringing your lifestyle to the outdoors and enjoying your surrounding, making an extension of your house with CYC Landscaping. They've been a Rosie on the House certified partner since, get this, 2007. Can you believe it's been 13 years? Wow. No, it's been a while. (laughs) And it looks like y'all are about one year away from your 20th anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Y'all are located, uh, new location in Mesa. Well, new. You've probably been there five or seven years now. Uh, (laughs) I think five five years, yeah. (laughs) Right on Mesa Drive. Y'all, I haven't been there in, I don't know, it's been a little while, but I just remember from year one to about year three, y'all put a lot of improvements in that property. We have, just trying to make it uh, inviting for customers to come come down and select materials and things like that. Our, our next big step is we're going to put in a showroom, but if anybody lives in Mesa, they know what Mesa Drive looks like right now. They're destroying it and remodeling <laughs> it, so they're, they're, we can't really do it until they're done with their with their construction. So, But that's the, the next step, probably a year off, to do a nice showroom where people can come and, and, and see everything actually installed. And how would people get a hold of y'all? Well, uh, website is obviously a, uh, a great way, uh, cyclandscaping.com. Uh, you can call our office, which you can find the number on our website, but it's 480-539-2597. Um, those are probably the two best ways. And what is CYC? Uh, CYC really doesn't stand for anything okay. anymore. <laughs> it's kind of a long story that goes back goes back uh, 20 years. But okay. uh, it, 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 uh, at one point, we, we, um, our business was complete yard care where we did mostly – tree trimming and maintenance and things like that. And we morphed into uh, landscaping. And so we just abbreviated complete yard care to CYC. Okay. And uh, so it sounded more like landscaping, but that has been uh, at least 15 years ago. So it, at this point, it really doesn't mean anything. <laughs> CYClandscaping.com. Yes. All right. Very good. A truly biophilic experience. <laughs> <laughs> they say to learn a new word, you have to find a sentence to use it. In. <laughs> Let's see how often you and, use it after today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And you briefly mentioned audio there, but and Rosie's mentioned outdoor TVs. You know, the, you can live a very uh, smart phone biophilic landscape. I mean, you could control. Your irrigation on your phone. You can control your lights, outdoor lighting. I bet you could even turn on a a, a propane outdoor fireplace with your phone. There, you can. At this point, you can do just about anything. You know, I've I have an audio system that uh, I had put in at my house. Everything's controlled with the with my phone. TV, audio, uh, my lights. Uh, we use FX lighting that uh, you can change colors of the lights. All done through your phone. Uh, my irrigation system i can control from anywhere in the world um you know i know there's pool systems that again through your phone so at this point you can do just about anything and there are actually apps for igniting fire pits and (laughs) fire features uh that that are out there um (laughs) turn on your misters with your phone you know i saw something i thought that is so silly i would never do that and it was a meat thermometer you stick it in your meat and then it you can see on your phone the temperature. I'm like, that is so stinking lazy. Who would do that? You know, part of grilling is being over at working it. Well, it, it takes about an hour to do chores right at our house. 
and this is the best thing ever. So I don't have to yeah. stand over here. You know, I can put it in, do chores, clean some stalls, throw some hay, do some horse waters, and oh, you know what? I got a quick run over and flip it, or my meat temperature inside is right. It's this is the best invention ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely, and and we actually build in a lot of smokers and in, into barbecues and things like that just for that for for smoking meat you know if you're doing a brisket i've done it where i'll put the meat thermometer in and then uh, go do kids activities and things like that and you can check on the meat make sure everything's going all right from when you're not even at home pretty incredible what what you can do the the the, the limitless possibilities it's all great until you give your phone to a four-year-old <laughs> and then all of a sudden your lights are on and you can you can't shut them off and you're that's what you get running. for giving it to you for you hey can we talk a little bit about design itself of course you know like it seems like every neighborhood that i drive through now with a new remodel has this rows of barrel cactus and rows and what is that and what are how do you choose a design, I guess, is my big question. Jennifer likes a little bit more of the random. We, we like more of a authentic landscape. But, I mean, when you see the barrel cactus lined up like soldiers, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> there is a landscape that that works in. Um, the key thing when you're, when you're looking at a design is the architecture of your yard needs to mirror the architecture of your house. And I... I, I will often run into people that are trying to force a modern, mid-century modern design into a house that it it just doesn't work. Um, you know, I mean, if you've got clay tiles and with the ex, with the exposed concrete on your roof, you probably don't want straight lines and steel in your yard. Um, so just respect respect the architecture of your house, and let's work from there. Um, we can still achieve everything you want to achieve, but it's going to look a lot better if it works with your home. Um, it should look like it was all done at the same time. Are there types of landscape that you can't accomplish here? I mean, we were talking through the kinds. There's um, the mid-century modern, tropical, probably not as much. Are there other ones like that that you should just kind of give up on? You can do tropical. You just have to select the right types of palm trees and, and things like that. Um, and you have to have the right sun exposure depending on the type of plant. Shockingly, a lot of uh, a lot of tropical plants actually will do quite well in Arizona. Uh, unfortunately, you need to give them a lot of water to uh, for them to th- thrive. There are a lot of tropical plants that people have brought in from, from other states that don't do well. Queen palms comes to mind that everybody picks as a, as a great tree, but it just struggles in our soil conditions and things like that. But if you select the right plants, they will thrive and, and do quite well. I, I have six different varieties of palms in my backyard and um, bamboo and hibiscus and things like that. So you can achieve tropical. Um, a lot of people ask for a Mediterranean look. You can you can achieve that. Um, the, you're pretty unlimited because of our our climate as to what you, what you can do. You just have to have the right plant palette to achieve it. And you need to keep maintenance in mind as well. Like if you want an English garden, yes, you can do that. Wow. But you're going to be living in your yard. Oh mercy. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh man. And that's part of the conversation we have with you when we start. It's 
you know, how much time do you want to spend maintaining your yard? Are you doing it yourself? Or are you hiring somebody else to do it? And th those are all, you know, that, that initial interview we have is an hour and a half of getting to know you and your yard. And it's key. Do you have one you like best or recommend the most or you, because it, I mean, like you had the best success with. We, we've had success with all of them and we've had failures with all of them. It, it really, back to what Mark said, it, it comes down to the person that's maintaining it. If, if we go into a yard and it looks like nobody's been in their backyard in 12 years and they say, we want this English garden to use what he said previously, we know that that's not going to be successful because they, if they didn't take care of their yard before, they're not going to take care of their yard now. Um, so it, it's a matter of knowing wh what they want. You know, w we do a lot of desert landscapes and we really encourage that, especially in the front yards to be water responsible because obviously at some point we're going to be running out of water here in the desert. Um, backyards though, you know, it's really comes down to what people are going to enjoy. You know, we're talking about increasing the living space and wanting to spend more time in your backyard. Not a lot of people are going to want to you know, trip and fall into a barrel cactus in their backyard if they're out there playing with their kids, you know? Uh, so it, it really depends on what they want. And they, again, they can all work as long as they're willing to maintain it and they want us to, and they have us put in the proper irrigation systems and things like that. And as, and we pick the, the proper plants for them. Speaking of maintenance, can you explain to me how broadleaf can grow in landscape rock? I got a big problem with that. I mean, is there something in landscape rock that fertilizes broadleaf or to grow like that? I mean, I got a big mess of it coming up this weekend to clear off. No, it's just um, weeds only need about a quarter inch of dirt to, to, to germinate. So, you know, it, they'll grow just about anywhere. I, I was at a customer's house the other day that had uh, weeds growing in the joints of their pavers. Um, you know, it... it Really, the best thing you can do is to do a, a pre-emergent weed spray that will basically make all of the seed that blows in infertile so it can't germinate. Uh, other than that, you, it's just a uh, ongoing maintenance because with the winds and dust that we have, and then you get a little bit of rain, you're going to get you're going to get weeds growing. And I got some work to do this weekend. <laughs> I mean, I could make a salad for all of us and have some left with all the broad uh, broadleaf that's grown in the rocks too. Some of it's easy to pull. You just kind of move the rock a little bit because uh, it's right there on the surface. But it seems like it weeds only in the rocks and just barely in the dirt and luster. So you're <clears throat> talking about being water responsible. And a look that I've seen a number of projects is you have some kind of paver service, whether it's like a, a travertine or something to look like that, interlaid with artificial turf. That's a very clean, sharp presentation. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of that over the last uh, couple of years. We've even done some driveways like that where they'll do concrete pads with uh, turf joints in it. It's a, it's a really nice, clean look. Uh, low maintenance, obviously. Um but yeah, it becomes very popular, especially in people that have smaller yards. They want they want some green, but they also want all this hardscape 
tied in. So they want maybe barbecues and hot tubs and pools and all these other things in their yard, but they want, they want, they don't want it to feel like a concrete jungle. So it gives you that opportunity by, by putting turf joints in there to, uh, to soften, soften the, the, the living space. And artificial turf has come so far over the last decade. It's amazing. And our grasses don't work well for those joints, the grasses that grow naturally here, the summer grass, the Bermuda with its runners, so that if, if that's a look you like, you're pretty much limited to the synthetic turf. Um, but yeah, I mean, since we started doing this, the grass, the grasses we have now, it's like, what, three different shades of green. You got green and brown thatch in the base. The blades are varying heights. The blades are all bent now, so you don't have that big reflective surface, so it doesn't look like a, you know, plastic yard. <laughs> that <laughs> the tinsel look that the grass used to have um no it, it's i mean chris and i both have synthetic turf in our yards and 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 the other thing about it is you've got a um a 10-year full replacement warranty on it if it fades or anything like that and 50 and it's prorated for 15 years so it's something that's going to be there for a long time and you know i always tell people if they're willing to warranty it for 10 years it's it, they think it's going to be good for 20, <laughs> you know. And the improvement of drainage on the artificial turf is amazing. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, you you the the limit the limiting factor on drainage isn't the turf, it's the soil under the turf, you know. So, y- yeah, you can you can put water. I I put a slip and slide out there for my son when he was younger and, you know, that water just running for hours on end and it never puddled on the grass. It just went right, went straight through it. And when we're talking about reducing maintenance, a big part of the maintenance reduction, obviously, in, in addition to the water savings, is maintaining your mower. I can't go out there and not have something to fix on that mower if it's more than two <laughs> weeks' time between mowing. Another big improvement is lighting in our yards. That's a, that's an industry that's almost like a sub-industry of landscaping is outdoor lighting. Absolutely, and it's it's come so far now with LEDs and, and, and things like that where we can set up a lighting system in your yard. Uh, you can do colors where you can change the colors if you want. You can, again, create zones in your yard, so if you want to have your back patio on all the time, but parts of your yard, you want to have them off, you can set up programs so that they t- turn on and off. It's great for security, which I know is always a, a concern for people. Um, and it can all, again, be controlled controlled from your phone. And I was talking to you guys during the break that the biggest comment that we get after a project's done is, oh, I love my lighting. You know, <laughs> we, we do so much other stuff and... The, the lighting's the thing that makes the difference. And I think it's because people work till dark a lot of times. And so they don't get to see their yard during the week. And so when they get home and it's nicely lit up, they really, they really, they really appreciate it. And if you've never had outdoor lighting, want to finally have that in your home, you know, it, it is such like, wow, this is a whole, you know, your yard is now 24 seven functioning. Absolutely. And the key is just like when you guys remodel, it's all about doing it right. And, you know, there, there's products that you can buy at Home Depot that they call landscape lighting, but they, they really don't 
do what we're talking about and they're not achieving the same same goal to do it well um it's it's an expensive product and the product we use it's called fx luminaire and uh it it it's expensive i mean just like if you go buy a ceiling fan for your house you can buy one for $39 or you can buy one for $600 you know they both spin around and give you give you air but they're they're not the same you know and that, and that's that's the key with landscape lighting you need a good product and these are going on the outside so they're exposed to the elements they're exposed to rain they're beaten by the sun every day absolutely absolutely and the the fixtures that we use have a 10 year warranty on every part of it the the fixture itself the transformer the um, the actual LED diode has a 10-year warranty, so you're not going to have to worry about anything to do with landscape lighting in your yard for 10 years. One of the weak parts of the outdoor system is the connections, too. So we use what are called ACE connectors, so it's basically a brass piece with a that's shrunk wrap over the top to keep water out. Um, that seems to be where most landscape lighting fails. Um but yeah, it's uh, I have yet to have somebody say I wish I didn't do the lighting. <laughs> but like you were saying, a lot of times if we're working on a budget, it could be the first thing that gets cut. Could you cut it, but still do the infrastructure and bury the wires and come back later as budget allows and add the fixtures? We do that very often, actually. Well, because a lot of the labor associated with installing lighting is laying the wire, so we'll. In most projects, we're put in a new irrigation system. So we can run the wire through the trench with the irrigation system and then stub it up. We'll we always design the entire project up front with all the lighting. And so we just stub up the wire in the locations where they're going to want to put lights in the future. And then uh, we can come back later and, and, and put those lights in. We just did a project uh, right before Christmas. We installed all their landscaping about four years ago. They called us back and the wire was still there. They just had us come in, put the transformer in, and hang the lights. We're in and out in a in a day, and now they've got what they wanted. Nice. That is the the thing that you can do with landscaping that's hard to do at the home on your phases. You know, you, you can't build a kitchen and not have a bathroom for very long. <laughs> yeah. oh. I don't know. Porta potties oh, are pretty oh, cheap yeah. to rent, or a bathroom <laughs> and a house and no, or a bathroom and a bedroom and no kitchen. You know, it's, it, there's only so long. That that works, and you know, with a landscape, you can work with it. Yeah, I would say probably seventy uh, percent of our of our remodels are phased in some way. Maybe it's front yard and then backyard. Maybe it's we'll do the hardscape now and the softscape later. Maybe it's we'll do everything but the lighting. You know, or maybe we'll, we won't do the plants right now. There's ways to phase it in, and and we work with all of our clients to get them a good phased plan so that it doesn't cost them more in the long run. You know, if, if you do part of your pavers now and part of your pavers later, it's going to cost more because delivery charges and things like that. But if you do all the pavers now, and then you do the plants later, your the, the total cost will be essentially the same. Mm -hmm. So we try to, we try to work through people, people's budget and plans and, uh, and do it intelligently so that, it's most cost-effective. It's Mark and Chris from CYC Landscaping. CYClandscaping.com. And what phone number would y'all like them to call you on? 480-539-2597. Uh, and eventually, when Mesa Drive gets finished, you'll have a showroom you can go see. But right now, you probably don't want to 
fight that traffic. Well, nobody <laughs> wants to drive down Mesa Drive right now. <laughs>